Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, it is that time once again, even though it's nine minutes late due to me. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody, I guess, needed some beauty rest. A lot of it, if you look at me. Uh, Alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, producer extraordinaire, putting up with my BS, Zach Phillips, Moretto, the pizza man. I am merely Brad Powers, late, first time ever. I don't know what happened there. We're in the chat like... I've been, we've been doing content with Brad for a year. He's never not been early. Like, did Jeff Sims finally, like, did he croak over Jeff Sims? Like, was that the final nail in the coffin for Brad's, uh, you know, about, we're about to have to call, a, you know, like, uh, the medical report here. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, I don't know. Uh, wish I could turn back time and not, not need an afternoon cat nap, I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyways, we will recap week two of college football. We are going to talk, obviously, prime time. We are obviously going to preview, get an early look at some of the games coming up in week three. Before we get to any of that, let me remind, though, everybody that Hit the Books is brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new Sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash hit the books or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, it helps support the show. Kanish, uh, before we talk some college football, any we talked a little bit uh, on Friday, obviously, day after. Any uh, things you want, want to talk about uh, Lions-specific? Well, I mean, it's all we, we won the division already. Week one, we are, <laughs> week one. I mean, uh, you have to like the the Viking sloth, uh, the the Bears. You know, all the Bears. You you can come. Hopefully, there's some Bears fans in the chat that are telling me like, oh, they got the best organization in football. Justin Fields is the next QB. They're trash. It's over. Um, so yeah, no, looking forward. Also, friend of the show, the Hitman, talked me. I only have a dime. On Lions, look ahead minus two and a half. I should have had a lot more, but friend of the show told me, oh, no, it's going to be Seattle. My, oh, it, it's like, oh, I, I think there's a big difference between a juice three and six. So, yes, I'm a little, little salty about my light position on the Lions this week. Uh, but um, also a little salty that uh, that Jeff's, uh, I, I think, that Joey K should be like the new. Go back to running the triple option in Nebraska. It's got to be better than what they've been doing. Last uh, 15 years. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that because, I mean, obviously we'll take some medicine there, uh, you know, the, besides the wake-up medicine for me. Uh, Should have had enough of wake-up medicine for how the performance was uh, last week, two and six on Saturday, including obviously the highlight uh, one that everyone's talking about. Uh, you know, we had Nebraska plus four, closes two and a half. Nobody wants to hear about CLV. Uh I thought I'll be honest with you. I didn't say, wasn't saying much early. I thought we were in a pretty good position. I had mm-hmm. a smirk on my face at the start of that game when Nebraska's defense was dominating. 
Uh, it just so happens that there's, you know, two sides to a football team and the other side for Nebraska uh, struggled to take a snap. And, uh, you know, shame, you know, it has nothing really to, to do with Colorado, so to speak. It, it, shame on me for betting on Jeff Sims. I mean, we, we should have seen this. I mean, I, I like to think of myself as being able to watch. I watch college football. Well, I guess I didn't watch enough Georgia Tech games. Didn't watch, forget anything at Georgia Tech. Didn't watch, uh, I guess I didn't have enough, uh, you know, m- money to pay and watch the Minnesota game from the week prior when it, when he pretty much lost in that game. Uh, I'll be honest, he lost the game first half for Nebraska. Uh, there was an opportunity for them to be up double digits. Oh, yeah. I know Dion said, oh, we, 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 you know, we dominated. Dude, we forced turnovers. I think he said one of those comments. Forced turnovers? You guys, what, do you for, for snap issues? I mean, come on. <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, I had a tweet about how Matt Rule turned over this Nebraska defense in one season, and it, it was a serious tweet. Like, I was being serious, and after the yep. game, I was getting people that thought I was trolling. I wasn't trolling. The defense was playing for the first, like, three quarters, two and a half quarters. The defense was playing, like, unbelievable. Uh, yep. And then eventually the dam just – you see that in a lot of games where a defense is playing great, their offense is doing nothing, handing the ball to the opponent. Eventually the dam just broke. And, like, they lost, uh, you know, from being able to, to stop Colorado. Then they gave up a few plays. And Jeff Sims at that point – he looked like a broken man in that second half. I mean, you were calling for the benching early, but I, I don't think it was just about, like, there was some obviously, like, the, some snap issues and stuff. The second half of the game, he looked, like, mentally, and I know he, he missed some, I think he missed practice today or something. I don't know if he had uh, what he was dealing with, but, like, he looked broken. I'm surprised they didn't go to the backup earlier there. Of And, and now you're looking at this Nebraska, this, like, they were a team, and again, we, we I mean, I'm fine. We took some Nebraska, you know, regular season win under positions yeah. that, that should be good. But this could have been, if they even had, you know, average quarterback play, a potential, you know, live team in the West, a 7-8 win team. Instead, this season could go off the rails because um, they just don't have a quarterback. So it's like, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't know. They don't, it doesn't seem like they have any faith in the backup. So, yeah, this, this I mean – they misfired on on one transfer portal QB and and they're in trouble. This is in the weeds a little bit, but also pay attention to coaching hires because uh, Tony White, defense coordinator for Nebraska, pretty much was applauded as a really good hire coming over from Syracuse. Uh, and Marcus Satterfield, the offense coordinator hire that Rule made, was not applauded. Oh no, that fact, too. South yeah. Carolina was happy yep. that he got hired away. So pay attention to that. That's kind of. When you watch them play, I mean, it's kind of worked out to what the general thought process was uh, consensus among those two hires. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. As far as Colorado, though, let, let's talk a little bit about them. Obviously, you got to continue to upgrade the, the, the power rating. And, and, you know, I think I said it to a few people. Look, there's there can be two truths to this. Number one, Colorado's a hell of a lot better than what we thought, uh, including myself. Keep in mind, I upgraded Colorado more than any team in the country in the uh, in the offseason. I've already upgraded them double digits in two games. But what also could be true is they just got done playing two fundamentally flawed football teams uh, and, and beat them. So I don't want to take downplay it too much, but uh, we just got done saying Nebraska's messed up at quarterback. TCU, I, I mean, defensive. When you see what Nebraska did to Colorado uh, in the first half, you, you got to question, well, how bad is TCU's defense? Because, uh, I mean, Colorado's struggling to get first down. So uh, we'll see. It was a TCU-Nebraska team, like you mentioned, that we both bet under their win total. So it's, we weren't high on either one of those coming in this season. Uh, talk win total quick, and then you know, we can talk you know, Colorado this week, 
we can talk Colorado down the road because they're posting like all that. They don't care. They're taking money from guys like myself. They might as well post the rest of their schedule. We got to continue to upgrade their power rating five points every week. And I take bad numbers, but uh, win total, we're, I'm seeing some alternative. You sent it to me, Colorado now posting at seven. How stupid my under five and a half looks now. Uh, what, what, what do you make of that? And what, what do you think down the line here? Are, are we going to continue to fade this Colorado team or are we going to sit back for a week or so? I, I had to bet. I just like, I thought about last week, you know, with the five and a half and like adding some to, I, I, I bet the seven. I like, there was a season. I mean, it was, go, oh, I don't know if we want to give the, there was a seven, under seven, minus 125 out there. I mean, they play Oregon, USC, UCLA, Oregon State, at Wazoo, at Utah. And to even, like, to win that bet, you're talking about them, like, having to at least win two of those games uh, for them. To, I mean, I just, listen, do they have a shot to go bowling? Absolutely. Uh, you know, they can beat Colorado State this weekend. They got Stanford. But even, um, you know, I mean, the Pat, we've talked about on the show, the Pac-12 is real deal. Like, yeah. like they, this stretch of games where, obviously, you said, a couple of fundamentally flawed teams week one, week two, Nothing wrong. They took advantage of it. They're obviously significantly improved. The buzz around the program is palpable. He, Dion's doing everything he should do. But to get to eight, I, I mean, you're talking about having to beat some of, like, the top t- 10 to 15 teams in the country. Yep. So, yeah, I'm – I mean, listen, I, we, we've we've already taken some positions on some of those look-aheads. I've already – you know, I played the under seven um, today – uh the well the, the king no it's not the king yeah is there yeah there you go there you go uh i bet that at minus 125 it's minus 130 now i would still bet it i you you lines, it's five cents yeah you call listen call me a hater uh whatever whatever you whatever you want there i'm not listen i i respect everything that he's done in the the turnaround has been miraculous they're fun his son is going to be an nfl quarterback to get to eight with the games they have remaining is just a massive ask for a team that, like, they're, I don't think their defense is good and their offensive line, like, a lot of people, a lot of like, they're, I think they've given up the most, so the second most pressures in the country. I mean, Nebraska had what, seven or eight sacks? I mean, yeah. they've been extremely fortunate. I just can't see this continuing to the point. I think they can go bowling. To get to eight? Come on now. Let's, I'll pay to see it. Just like I paid to see my paid to see them um, cover, uh, you know, the last weekend. I'll pay to see him win eight. Yeah, a couple of comments considering uh, Colorado in the chat. Uh, FanDuel Oregon minus 14 and a half Colorado. We did get involved on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I think some, part of me wants Colorado to kind of blow out Colorado State and let this continue to go while I can, you know, get in front of a bigger game and get a better number against a team I'm probably more comfortable with because Colorado State's going to start a new quarterback this week. We'll see. They look like crap against Washington State. But, yeah, that was one that we took part in. Uh, Edad uh, in the chat, uh, Oregon minus 14 or less. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what we pounced on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and there, even the next, so. next week against USC, there was a minus 10.5, a minus 11 out there, one book. Yeah. That, that too. Like, I mean, listen. Like these are these are lines that, and, and I know obviously they're much better. You're talking about like a few weeks ago, these would have been like 35, like legitimate, not like LOL. They'd be 35, like legitimately, like the, these like pre, pre would have been like a 35 point dog. Um, and so they're much better. I still think they have a number of issues that'll come to roost. Uh, 
against teams that uh, are, you know, have a functional offense and can actually like snap the football and catch it and throw passes. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Reed, uh, finally in the chat about Colorado, and we'll get to some other teams. Uh, under six and a half plus uh, 128. Uh, yeah, I mean, a half win total is worth what? I mean, when you're dealing with 12 regular season games, you're talking it's worth it at, at minimum 50 cents. I mean, that's being conservative. It's closer to 70 cents, but. I guess doing the the math off the top of my head, it's similar. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I need every half win I can get with this damn team now at this point. <laughs> it sucks because uh, five and a half looks so damn good. And people are like, oh, you got liability. Well, I'm so thankful Bet Online was just taking pizza bets at the time. I mean, otherwise I would have some significant liability on this damn Colorado team. Uh, yeah, I would still say shop around, folks. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many times half wins come into. I bet almost every win total. They come into play quite a bit. So if you have the ability, uh, I, I would rather play under seven, even though I'm pretty con- – I still think there's a possibility there's a five and seven team, Kanish. Uh, I, I just really do think that. I'm not being overly negative. I'm just – I saw some of the warts appear against Nebraska in that first half. Yep. Uh, let's get to some other games. Uh, obviously, got to talk – I'm wearing the hat. Uh, let's talk – let's talk Kanish being right on – I know we talked about two and six on the bets, but – I probably prevented him from having Texas on the card. Uh, not that I was pro Alabama. It's just like, ah, I thought the line was like, right. But I got to tell you, start to finish. Uh, just like you said in the beginning of summer, you like Texas in this game. And I'm here to tell you, start to finish. They were the better team. There wasn't no flukiness going on. I mean, if you remember how Alabama loses these games in the last 10, 15 years, you know, that's the kick six. It's Johnny football making a ton of plays. It's just a random stupid stuff. I think Ole Miss, I remember a guy, you know, bouncing up in the air. There's like five turnovers in the game. Uh, there wasn't that. Uh, Texas no. was a better team. They they I controlled agree. the line of scrimmage. Uh, Quinn Ewers looked like a top five quarterback. Uh, Sarkeesian play calling was superior to Nebraska side of the ball. Uh, for Alabama, if you follow two four sevens, they have these college team uh, talent rankings. Alabama supposed to have the most talented roster ever right now. If you follow the recruiting rankings, I don't see it. I, I don't. I see a lot of big dudes. I don't see a lot of agility. And maybe they can run fast in a straight line, but man, sideline to sideline, they don't have much wiggle. Uh, a thing that we've been saying uh, is Alabama the last couple of years don't do doesn't do the little things, penalties, uh, uh, turnovers. And what was saving them in a lot of these close games the last couple of years was Bryce Young going to make a play. Well, guess what? Bryce Young's not walking through that door. Now you got Jalen Milrow. He's causing even more plays. I mean, he throws a bad interception early. There was a bad interception late in the game when they could trying to come back in, in the game. Uh, I, you and I said this uh, the first time we took like a pre preseason position. We wanted under the win total on Alabama, and so far so good. Yeah, I mean, you you just said like. Jalen Milrow, you know, when he, he has to sit there and they, there was, a, you know, a bunch of opportunities. Now he can make some wild throws, but when he has to sit back there in the pocket, he just, he just doesn't have it. He's, he's got, even got kind of the yips, like where he doesn't feel comfortable just sitting there and surveying the scene. And that doesn't, I don't think that works against real, real defenses, real teams. And you saw Texas, they, you know, ton of pressure, great defensive game plan that I was I was even honestly a little surprised at how much pressure they got. Um, Anthony Hill looks like an absolute superstar they have on defense there. Um, and, and again, we, we saw a little bit of the, you know, the the maturation of, of Quinn Ewers there. Um, you know, I don't think he, he could have played like that in, in that type of environment a year ago. There, there was a number of games, you know, he kind of lost it on the road yeah. last year. And he was, 
I mean, he was just cool as a cucumber, man. Uh, made some clutch deep throws. Um, and, and Sark, you know, I, I think that was kind of the Sark had it dialed up. He had the offense moving, but it's a flawed Bama team. You mentioned it, you know, last week with, with the offensive line of just – Yeah, they, they got dominated. They can't line up and run the ball against a real team. And when you don't have a quarterback like Bryce Young who can kind of hold, you know, sh- you know, and as you said, like they don't have the, you know, the super first round wide receiver and skill talent um, on this look. So I think their defense is still pretty good, um, but it's not, I mean, to, to overcome the faults they have on offense, it would have to be elite, elite, elite. And it's not, uh, and you saw, I mean, you said it like, Texas, you, they play this game again next week. I think the line's closer to a field goal or a pick or something. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Texas is a better team than Alabama this year. So, yeah, it's. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the last loss on the schedule for uh, for Nick for Mister Saban. Yeah, and it's not like a lot of the SEC teams are wowing us. But I mean, I don't know. I just what what's there you can really hang your hat on. I agree the defense, but I think there's some liabilities there. And secondary mentioned, hey, they had some key guys out, but I mean, look. Kudos for Sark for picking on the safety. Caleb Downs is going to be a great player, but in his second game of his career as a true freshman, uh, they took advantage of him uh, in in the middle and the back end there. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, again, with Bryce Young and quarterback, go go through the games last two years. They had five games each season where it came down to one possession, and now you don't have Bryce Young making the play late. Would have lost to Texas last year if it wasn't for Bryce Young. So I I don't think we should be overwhelmingly stunned here what, what happened. Kudos for Texas, so let's talk positive. Uh, th- this is not Big 12 championship or bust. This is almost play unless there's an injury to yours or something really goes haywire. This is now playoff or bust. Uh, this is a legitimate team. Uh, uh, how do you guard? You know, how do you defend them? Uh, multiple wide receivers. Sanders is a receiving tight end as good as anybody in the country. Uh, they're only going to get you know as they get more reps at running back, they're only going to get better. They got a relatively young offensive line. That, that got better as that game went on. Defensive line, I said it. Top, five, They look like a top five unit in the Rice game. They they sure as hell showed it. You got Anthony Hill, a five-star true freshman. He's only going to get better. This is a legit team. I mean, the only team that can hang with them right now from what I see in the Big 12 is Oklahoma, and I still think there's some question marks there. Can't uh, that, that game can't get here soon enough. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the only, the only question is, like, can Texas – stay at this level for, for like point. under Sark, under that leadership, you know, for, for another 10 weeks. Uh, they can probably, you know, like I was, the big 12 doesn't look super imposing. Uh, there, there's a lot of like, you know, I mean, the Pac-12 looks good. Uh, the big 10 obviously going to get one. So I think they only have, you know, the margin for error of like one game. Um, so can they go through the rest of the slate where again, they'll be, they'll be favored in all these games, but can they get through it without tripping up against, Oklahoma or Kansas uh, or, you know, at Kansas State. So they've got the talent. They got the real deal. I mean, they'll obviously, you know, as you said, we'll, we'll be chalking all these games. Um, but do they have the the discipline and the culture and all that to, to actually get there this year without without dropping any of those? So, hey, it'll be it'll be fun to see. Um, and if they do, I mean, you know, we said it over. I mean, I, I think. I think Quinn is probably your, you know, your early Heisman. He's not favored at, at most places, but I think yeah, if he, Caleb's you know, still favored. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I wouldn't make I'm that a, bet. I wish I could bet the no. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't think people will want to give him back to back. I no. don't think that USC is going to go undefeated. So um, I, I like, uh, you know, you can still get it. Yours ten to one, 
or uh, J.J. McCarthy. We'll get into some Michigan. Yeah, we'll I, talk that. I will get into some <laughs> Michigan. I think there's a couple of uh, bets on the board there if you want to fade Caleb Williams, which I'm okay doing, uh, where that's got some value in the Heisman market. A lot of I mean, I think Jordan Travis got another opportunity to make a statement next week. Yep. Uh, Notre Dame is more live against Ohio State than originally anticipated. Sam Hartman would be in the mix if he got a high-profile win next week. I think more Heisman discussion we could talk after – because this week's games, I mean, I, I love college football. I'll bet anything. I mean, obviously, I bet FCS. Uh, I mean, I'll bet high school football, five times old school <laughs> back in the day. But th- this slate isn't as attractive as far as the big games like we had last weekend. Next weekend is that next week when we have a bunch of big games. So we'll talk more Heisman next week. Uh, a lot of people in the chat wanting the games and, and win totals. Austin M., uh, he's been waiting a while here. Uh, Charlotte plus seven and a half. You know what? That's one that I didn't bet, although – Suspicion tells me and history says one week after I line up the FADA team and I, you know, give out, oh, Connecticut, they'll be able to run the ball against. Did you see Georgia State's defense against Rhode Island? And all of a sudden it's like running into a, a brick wall. Connecticut can't do anything. Something tells me that, you know, one week later that, that those deficiencies that I saw watching Georgia State play Rhode Island, maybe they show up. But with that being said, this is one of the very few games I did not bet side or total in this one. Uh, did you take part in this? Uh, you know, a little bit of, of uh, just a small bet on, on a flat seven uh, on Georgia okay. State. I, I kind of be looking if, if I wanted to take a real position, it'd have to get under a TD. Um, I'd like everything Biff Pogge is doing at Charlotte. I think their defense is, uh, you know, it, like, obviously significantly improved from that. Their offense is still really, really bad. Uh, they got kind of out to a lead on Maryland where we're playing with them for a minute. And then they just couldn't move the ball. And eventually Maryland overwhelmed. And I know it's a Big Ten team that, that's obviously got more talent, but... I would be surprised offensively if they can keep up with a Georgia State team that that has a potent off. And I think they you do that. They got some holes on D, but um, it, it's really lacking for Charlotte this year. And it's kind of a year zero again. I believe in what they're doing there. I'm I'm not gonna back them uh, at this number. Um, it, it would be more probably looking like later in the year if they, you know they're struggling somewhat. So. Uh, yeah, it would be Georgia State or, or nothing for me. Uh, I would I would need a little bit more on Charlotte. Fair enough. Jacob Schmidt in the chat. Thoughts on JMU Troy? Another game, a lot of people are asking me about this one. Uh, handicapping 101 says probably Troy's the right side, get blown out uh, at home. JMU gets a fortunate win against Virginia. Uh, yep. they, they rally. If you watch that game, I mean, I, I literally thought Virginia was going to somehow pull that game out and win it outright. Uh, the weather delay, and we can talk about that. A lot of weather delays last weekend kind of gives you some uneven game flows. Look at some of these games that were weather delay. I mean, it looks like one team is the superior team <laughs> heading in and during before the weather break. You got a two-hour weather delay, and then they look like t- entirely different teams. That was one where Virginia's up 12, uh, entering the fourth quarter, weather delay, boom, bang. Uh <laughs> James Madison comes out of the break. They score uh, the last two touchdowns and win the game. So do I see value? Eh, I don't know. Uh, I I see the markets move towards Troy. Are you part of this money? No, I didn't want it to. You know what? And I agree with you on the the James Madison being, you know, significant stuff. I I will say Troy's defense is not the same defense. They lost their coordinator, Shieldwood, who's gone over to Tulane and made that defense. Like, look, uh, I mean, that guy wouldn't be a head coach pretty soon. Um, it's just not the same Troy team. I, I agree with that. I think that's, you know, kind of the right side there, but it wasn't one that I was looking to 
to get too involved in, uh, especially around, you know, a pick either way. If it got to, you know, if it gets to three, uh, maybe, maybe I'll consider getting on some James Madison, but um, Troy's option. I was I'm part of the Troy money last week. Uh, obviously didn't get home, got pretty dominated by Kansas state. So yeah, that, I mean, it's pretty safe to say they've, they've taken a significant step back this year. Um, but even yeah. with we said James Madison, I get, Probably should have lost out to get a little weather break. I had some UVA money line in the round robin, so that really that really go. made me happy there. Uh, after uh, you know James Madison comes back and blows my uh, UVA money line, but um, yeah, I, it, it's not one that I have uh, too much interest in so far. How about Florida plus seven? Jack Madden in the chat. Uh, you know what? I bet Florida on a game of the year above seven and a half. I really didn't think much of it. Even, uh, you know, when the line opened up, uh, I think Circa opened up four, which I yeah. thought low. I probably would have bet Tennessee. Somebody beat me to it. And then I didn't even think anything of it. Uh, and then I saw Florida got some action today in, in the markets, uh, what I would consider sharper variety. I don't know if I'm there and I'm sitting on a Florida ticket from a few weeks ago <laughs> when I bet Florida in this game. I, I haven't been wild by anything I've seen from them starting with the Utah game. Although I will say this, Tennessee was another weather delay, so I don't think I got a great data point on Tennessee last week in the Austin P game. But I, something tells me, even though they easily want to cover the Virginia game, they are not running on all cylinders on offense no, on a possession-by-possession possession basis like they were under Hennon Hooker. It feels like they – I mean, Joe Milton can wow you with a couple of big throws, and then they'll they'll go three, three, three and out like three drives in a row. Yep. So that would worry me with Tennessee's uh, – what say you? It's one of the more marquee uh, week uh, games of the weekend. Yeah, I agree. I'm not. Uh, you, you nailed it here. Where Tennessee in their, you know, like the the week one, it kind of looked like the final score is a little deceiving. Even against Austin P. I mean, they're laying a massive number. I think it closed forty eight. Yeah, yeah, forty eight. And, and I mean, they don't even like have any shot to cover in this game. As you said, like it's just not super efficient with Milton at the controls here. Uh, I mean, I think it's a significant step down from from Hendon Hooker and a guy you know Milton a ton of preseason uh you know uh you know kind of uh hype he just hasn't looked the part so far as a guy that that I really want to be back in I think Florida even a little bit I mean and I even said it when after the game versus Utah they've been a touch better than I thought they'd be um even offensively with Mertz and that so I kind of understand a little bit of the steam there with that said, um, especially now that it's under a TD. Am I, am I wanting any piece of Florida in this one? No, uh, honestly, if it's, it's kept steaming down, uh, I might even be looking at Tennessee at some point, but I guess I understand where, you know, some people are taking here with, with some of the inconsistency, as you said, we've seen in Tennessee, but it, it's another one that, that I haven't gotten particularly involved in. I did bet the under what, what's your thoughts on that? I, I think Florida can, Get game control a little bit and ten yep. Tennessee again offense. So these what I think their defense is starting uh, to get better. I think their defense is better than, than what's been the last couple of years. And then again, Milton taking several possessions off. I kind of in a big game early in the season, kind of under for me. What what say you there? Yep. No, I'm 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 with you. I would lean that way. As you said, and some in the chat, uh even a little bit more uh Florida money coming in now down to five at circa. I think just Holy popped over God, what is this? Is there I gotta look. I mean, that was a game not that I was thinking I was going to have much money on. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, a, an injury. Start. You got more injury con connections than I do. I know I have. And, and you know what, if you got a, 
Hold on here. Got a fan duel. They got a juice seven and a half on Florida, which is probably worth submitting. Uh, yeah, well, let's submit it. I mean, I, ha I have seven and a half in pocket again, about it just a couple weeks ago. So we'll t we'll lay the extra juice there. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going back up, to be honest with you. I don't think it's a head fake in the market. No, I, I would agree. Yeah, that uh, especially if, uh, you know, the circus taking a, a real butt right now going down. I agree. And then, you know what? I, I just think that there's there's some significant uh, flaws with Tennessee. That's that's probably uh, you know a little bit not. I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a correctable thing. It's it's has been Joe Milton's entire career. You, people got a very small sample last year and thought it would train. It was the way he was at Michigan. It's the way he looks this year. Big arms, some splash plays, but series to series, he's just he's just a. He's just an inefficient kind of inconsistent quarterback that doesn't have the, the mobility to kind of extend drives in that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Florida over TD is the right side there. There we go. First bet. We got more coming your way, guys. Promise you. Uh, not sure that this one will be one, though. Ryan Shoemaker in the chat. Florida Atlantic plus 24. Herman has a dog plus look-ahead spot for Clemson. Uh, it's another one I didn't bet. I was thinking about Florida Atlantic, but, man, they didn't look good at all. Ohio controlled them uh, and that was not a fluke upset win for ohio there and ohio won not the way i expected i thought ohio could win like shootout variety i didn't think ohio was gonna win scoring 17 points uh so that worried me i would normally say look ahead but with clemson already embarrassed on national tv i don't think they're looking ahead i mean they got off to a ridiculously slow start against charleston southern i'm like oh my god this is really bad for clemson and then somehow they almost covered the no a huge number I don't think they're laying the foot off the gas pedal right now. They can't uh, with already loss against Duke. What say you here? I didn't bet Clemson, though. I'm not recommending that. No, actually, you know, some of the guys I bet with uh, bet a little Clemson at, at 23 and a half last night. Um, okay. And so, there, yeah, there was some some money that moved it up, um, you know, last night and earlier this morning. I, I'm like the – you talk about two different data points in week one and week two between FAU. Week one, you're like – Oh, baby, they're, they're rolling. Tom Herman's got this team's going to. And then last week versus Ohio against a team that, um, you know, we're thinking that, you know, could be a game that is, like, you know, like 35, 38 or something like that. Um, yeah. Not a, a program not known for their defense. Uh, couldn't move the ball. Couldn't really, you know, and, and there wasn't, a, like, you know, a lot. So I'm not, I don't have a, I, I don't have a really, you know, I, with a lot of the changes FAU in the offseason, I don't have a great, um, you know, like read on them at the moment or a strong opinion on, uh, on a lot of their, their games. Again, I, I probably, but I don't, you know, I'm obviously, you know, with first two weeks, I'm not really there with, with Clemson either. Um, but can they, you know, this seems like the type of opponent that they can overwhelm when they can run the ball in that system. I think it's a lot easier for them to, to kind of overwhelm opponents and, and kind of run up a number and the defensive front is still, still very good. So yeah, it would probably be I mean, minus twenty four. I would lean that way. Um, but another one that that I don't have a you know a current too strong of a take on. Yeah, and I'm anxious to get to next weekend with Clemson. I guess look, I think you got to be you know concerned. Obviously, not just the Duke game, but going back to the end of last year. But I also wonder there were some fluke plays. I mean, outside with Dabble a little bit. Uh, you know, there was some things that happened in the Duke game that I wonder if they didn't and say Clemson somehow wins by three. Uh, they don't fumble at the goal line a couple times. You know, if we're even talking about that, you know, the sky is falling with Clemson here. Uh, going to, first off, uh, let's make sure we get to 100 likes. Uh, if you don't want to hit the like for me because I was sleeping and I was late, 
like it for Phillips and Kanish for putting up with my sleepy ass today. So uh, that, that won't happen again. I promise you that. Uh, there'll be some, <laughs> some, uh, uh, that's not tolerable in my, my household. Let's just say if that happened in my household growing up, that it wouldn't have been fun. <laughs> so, uh, you, I promise you guys I won't be late again. Uh, make sure you're hitting that like and subscribe button. A few other uh, games here. We'll keep it rolling. Uh, looking at, I was look, looking at Connor and Hardo. I didn't know what uh, games he was looking at here. How about Christopher uh, in the chat? Mizzou plus four and a half, uh, Kansas State. I think they're the right side. I was hoping the market be a little bit more patient. Maybe we'd see some more sixes. Uh, haven't seen it. It, it touch six for a little bit, but not enough and not widely available enough. Do you think they're the right side? Now, I, that's contrarian because Mizzou looked like shit against Middle Tennessee. I bet them. I got in front of like a four-point line move. I didn't even come close. I mean, they barely scored enough to, to, to forget the, you know, covering the point spread. They barely scored the point spread uh, as far as last week goes. And Kansas State's, you know, looked pretty good in that second half against Troy. There were some conflicting, you know, groups on Kansas State and against Kansas State last week in the Troy game that Kansas State wins and covers. They also look good in week one against a decent FCS opponent. Uh, I I want to take Mizzou, but I'm not there yet. We're in that dead spot. Do you, is it going up or going down? I, I would think it's kind of leaning like a trend up. Yeah, I would I would need more than this on Mizzou. As, as you said, like there was a point where I'm like they're they're going to lose this Middle Tennessee State game, and I mean it was it was in doubt to the very last minute. Um, and Kansas State seems like a machine so far this year. Um, you know, kind of a the program that's been, you know, over overperforming their talent for like 35 years, going back uh, whenever Kurt Snyder got the hell you're climbing, and they're still doing it. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not there with uh, Mizzou. I would need, I agree with you. When I saw this steaming up, you know, the target there was to more like let's see if we get, you know, can get a, a juice seven. And it goes through, bought a little bit back there at six, totally in the dead zone for me at the moment. Um, I don't, I, I didn't, but again, I'm. I'm, I'm backing Missouri is uh is just a little bit uh a little bit concerning to go. I'm I'm not totally there on where where Drinkwitz has has had it going from the from the moment. I know I know a few couple Mizzou fans that are pretty pretty frustrated with the the season and direction at the moment. Um and, and you know Brady Cook and, and just you know I know they tried Sam Horn in Week One. He didn't look great at all. So yeah, I'm cautiously there I, w- I would need a bigger number to to, to kind of back Mizzou on the side otherwise it's it's probably uh you know to take my medicine from fading Kansas State last week there you go oh you were part of that the group against that that was a wild some wild movement there we almost hit 17 then buyback that was interesting a lot of people I respected were on that game on opposite sides uh Carlos uh Bilbao in the chat Northwestern plus 19 I'm I'm leaning that way I I like it I bet that I like it you, quite you a bit. Stone Cold on Northwestern uh, last week and nailed it. I mean, they 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 put it to UTEP. Like that wasn't a yeah, game that worked. Turnovers had something to do with it, but still, I mean, they won by thirty-one. I don't even think people yeah. think thought they could score thirty-one points in three games, let alone you know beat an opponent by thirty-one. I don't know. I just here's what I'll say. I love now we're getting to week three. I can start connecting the dots with games, and I have a pretty good memory. But I mean. Go back to the Rutgers game. Yeah. I, I, I watched that game and I get Northwestern look bad, but then something told me, I'm like, wow, Rutgers might be better than expected. Rutgers, you know, fourth quarter dominates Temple, easily runs away with that one. Rutgers takes money, and, and I'll tie this all together. Rutgers takes money in this week. They're laying mm-hmm. seven at home against Virginia Tech. 
five against Northwestern two weeks ago, seven now. So maybe somebody thinks Rutgers is pretty good out there in the marketplace. And then everybody's obviously down on Northwestern because of the, the, the scandal and whatnot. I think once you start playing games, uh, that stuff is – you don't think about that uh, until some other bad stuff continues to happen to you. And it didn't last week. They got uh, you know a confidence-boosting win. And then on the Duke side – I, I love Mike Elko. It's tough fading him, but a lot of fluky things happen. Everyone in the world watched the Clemson game and, you know, saw him win 28 to seven, but there's, it wasn't a 28, seven box score. And with a low total, I don't want to be laying in that situation. So I'm taken. Tell me I'm wrong. No, that would be, you know what? As, I, I think I was going to connect with you there. That may, maybe look, Rutgers is just better than, than what I thought coming into the season. Wimsat yeah. looks like he's taking a little bit of stuff. They look much better. I mean, they, they've, they've handled their business going far. And uh, I know uh, that was a uh, Friends of the Show right angle release today. They, they gave out some Rutgers, so that blasted up to, you know, a touchdown versus VT. Um, what do you think so of that, that line now, though? It's all number dependent. I, I would bet Virginia Tech. No, I was going to say, I'm not. <laughs> it would be, yeah, I'm not. If yeah, if anything, I agree. At seven or even some places cross through the seven briefly, I bought back down oh, Okay, there. we um, saw some buyback then. Yeah, I guess yeah, when yeah. I was taking my cat nap, Virginia Tech plus seven got hit. <laughs> that's, that's what happens, folks. That's why you, can know, you can't sleep this time of year. You got to be in front of the screen. Uh, I agree with the Virginia Tech buyback at seven. Look, you, I think all services. You should blame me. for making you get up at four in the morning or whatever they're, they're making you no, do. I I'm not going to get too much into it. Uh, I literally didn't sleep last night. Uh, I fucked up my foot somehow. I don't know. I guess getting old, it all swelled up. I didn't sleep at all. So I, I did that show. I was fine. All of a sudden, you know, noon hit and it was good night, Irene, I guess, for me. Uh, thankfully, I woke up when I did. <laughs> to be honest with you, I. I don't know what woke me up. I Kanish's, you know, lion's chance or something. Uh, <laughs> I can hear all the way here. Uh, let's get to keep getting to some games here. Uh, win totals. Man, I got to look at this market because it seems like a lot of people are. I looked at it a couple weeks and I think they're pricing them right. Thoughts on Kansas under seven and a half minus 140. No, I'm not there. Uh, yeah, I'm not there either. They, they're a real deal. They're yeah. I took, a, I got a loser. I've been under six and a half pre, you know, preseason. That's a loss. Uh, they're legitimate, man. I, I tweeted. I was tweeting this while I was watching the game on Friday night. I mean, that their offensive play calling is elite. It's, it's elite. Yeah. Look at these formations. Uh, you know the personnel groupings, the motion, pre-snap motions, and, and when Jalen Daniels on, I mean, he's good. You want to talk? I'm not gonna say Heisman. They're not gonna win enough games, but he's a really good college quarterback. I mean, this team's live in any game. I don't care who they're playing. No, I, under seven and a half. I'm like. I think looking at my power rings, I'm right at seven and a half right now. And I was down on Kansas coming in this season. Uh, are you, you're, any win totals you're out there? Uh, there's some other people. Colorado under six and a half plus 140. Uh, did any catch your eye? Because I looked last week and I thought, oh, they, I mean, these were all right in line with my power rings as far as those updated win totals. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Colorado, obviously the one we already talked about was kind of one that was stuck out just because, like, the, the entire world is loving uh, yeah, Colorado yeah. at the moment. But most of the Power Five, like, they usually only re- repost the, you know, the the major teams and kind of the Power Five program. So, and for the most part, you might catch them off a little bit here and there, but I think they're typically pretty good. Uh, you know, it's, it's again, again, it's not that hard for, you know, a book to kind of adjust that when they're, when they're putting out, depending on the so overall, I didn't think there was uh, anything that Colorado was just one when it, there was a seven out there that was like, okay, this is this has gotta 
this has got to be a little bit over. But for the most part, I think they're pretty fair. I saw someone in chat this a while ago caught my eye. Miami nine and a half. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, but I I, I got Miami at like nine and a half wins. Now that was something I thought they're that team looked pretty damn good. Something to keep an eye on though. They cluster injuries on the defensive line got banged up. That was a violent game. Have you watched that game? And that was one of our winners. I, I got a two in our horn on that one. That was easy. Uh, Should have bet that one more on the over A and M uh, Tech uh, Miami last week, but no Miami's win total now nine and a half makes sense. I mean they, they yeah, look as good as. Anybody in the ACC so far besides Florida State? So, uh, and they get Clemson at home. I North Carolina didn't look good. So, no. I, was, I, I mean, I'll be honest. With you, I was shopping some Miami ACC future prices. Uh, yeah, last night and then today. Shopping? To you guys will open up my uh, portfolio here. I got twenty-eight to one. Oh, so, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, no, I mean, there was no. I'll tell you what. Not twenty-eight to one now. Um, because I would listen. I was not a believer. I was not. I was not a uh, Mario believer. Obviously, you know, we took the points last week, but I did not expect. And again, major, major steam on on Miami. Uh, you know, respect the money that came in, and that was it. Was the stone cold nuts on that one? Like they also DJ Durkin, who I think is like the highest paid DC in the country. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah, it's a problem. It's a big problem because there's way too much talent on that defense to be getting sliced like that. But no, you look at the ACC, uh, and as you as you said, with with Clemson not being uh, you know up to snuff so far this year, and North Carolina being, I mean, Louisville doesn't like outside of Florida State. Who's your who's your next team in line there for right now? I, I'd be saying it's Miami. With, with so, uh, I, and that's just not based off one. I mean. Listen, it's no they secret. They, part. They ain't one yeah, game. They look at the look at the athletes they have yeah. on the field. So, uh, I mean, and there's not many teams in the ACC. This isn't the SEC. Not many teams in the ACC can roll out with, uh, uh, you know, that kind of talent. So now that they've got, you know, functional coordinators on both sides of the ball, yeah, um, yeah they're going to be dangerous. I was impressed with I know it's going back to the Miami of Ohio game, but I watched that game. I was impressed then because, you know, I thought Miami of Ohio was still halfway decent. They, they went out and covered against uh, UMass the next week. So, that, I mean, 38 to 3 over Miami of Ohio was even impressive. So it wasn't just the AM game. A uh, couple more. Uh, where to talk Kansas State? Uh, Mizzou in the chat holding. Uh, that's in a dead spot, not only with the line between uh, me and Kanish there. Uh, let's talk Georgia Southern, getting 19 and a half now. Uh, sharp group. Uh, laid it with Wisconsin, man. I I laid it. Uh, thank you to Circa. I laid fourteen. Uh, I look Wisconsin disappointing last week. Actually disappointing against Buffalo too. When you look at what Buffalo did the very, very next week, but I don't know. I I I thought it was a little little short. You know, I was Mister Georgia Southern last week. Are you part of this Wisconsin team? I wouldn't play it now, but I I. I'm in position. I, I like my Wisconsin position in, in the last 24 hours. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it, it's taken. And I know some guys I bet with, we, we, we've been a little squawking back and forth. They like, uh, they liked Wisconsin. They laid it. I'm going to be on Georgia Southern at, at some point here in the number. I mean, especially now. Well, uh, say a 19 and a half, you want to wait for a 20. Yeah, the sir, it looks like Circa had a 20. So I'm going to give it a little bit more, uh, you know, breathing okay. room there. But I, I just don't believe in this Wisconsin offense at the moment. And you saw it versus Wazoo. I mean, our Braylon Allen prop, uh, six catches, seven targets, can't get over the 16 and a half yards. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, that one that one hit me in the gut. Um, but it, it, it just Keep doesn't. Keep coming. I'll, I, I want him. I, the chat doesn't want him. I don't care. Keep him coming. I'll bet him. <laughs> that one. No, but, I mean, I, you know, Mordecai, I think he – 
he's looked kind of kind of particularly average. Um, and again, so I'm just I'm just not a buyer. I, and again, I know Georgia Southern. It's they played a couple of cupcakes here. Their defense is not going to be good, but to me, I think offensively. They're not going to have a problem going in and, and you know, at least kind of being able to, to try and keep this within three touchdowns. So, yeah, I know market market's going to be against me there. Some guys at Bethel are against me there. Obviously, you got a, a great number at open. But now that it's trickling up to um, especially, I think, you know, 2021. 20, um, so I, I'm going to be. I think um, it's going to go there. I was going to stop you if you want to give Georgia Southern. I think it's going to touch there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, that might be a Friday show look. Good segue there for Friday show. Make sure uh, we give out some really good uh, bets even later in the week. We just don't get out in front of numbers and ruin markets like I get accused of all the time. Uh, we do give out stuff on the day before the game. Uh, that People is are paying for this Florida uh, Florida State beast. The total has come down about eight points here uh, yeah. with the weather, and it looked like the side is coming to I. I chased a little bit of the 28 uh, that was out there. It seems it's steaming down at the moment. The total has just gotten absolutely obliterated. Um, yeah. The only thing I would caution on the hur- hurricane stuff is. Oh, that's it. We're way out. I mean, I. it One, we're way out. And two, if it's bad enough, they either move the game or if there's any lightning within 80 miles of the freaking stadium, they delay the game 12 hours now. <laughs> so it's like, I understand yeah. playing, but like. It's it's such it's so dicey early in the week with it's almost like the weather has to be like bad enough Holy where cow, it affects the that. total significantly, but not so bad where they move the game or they're going to be able to lay it. It's like you need high winds, but no lightning and stuff. So I just think, you know, you're you're really this early in the week with all, with the rules now and how conservative they are with the gameplay. It's just you're you're kind of I understand taking the shot early, you know, but now I would not not touch it now. That like no, now that it's down in the, it's the anything, let the market continue to do it. And bet the over. Yep. I think yep. I tweeted this out last year. Uh, a lot of middling opportunities. There, there was one week last week where almost every game was like double digit line move, and over half of them you could have middled them. So that's what I'll be looking at to see the forecast. If it gets better, over for me because I gotta be honest with you, I think Florida State can get there themselves at forty eight and a half. No, and Mickey, you gotta he, will the best be void. You gotta read the rules of where you're betting yeah. on that because some places do, some places don't. Some places it's like 48 hours or a week if they play the game. So uh, you gotta see the house rules there. If you're gonna, so if you like, that's one. If you wanna, you know, you bet under early, you'd want it at a book where they're not gonna avoid it on a, you know, yeah. a, you know, like on, depending on when they're gonna play it in that. Right? So yeah, just be uh, make sure you know what what the the status is. Speaking of weather unders, did you were you sleeping when I did the show uh, earlier today? I took FIU Connecticut under. Uh, I liked it regardless of the weather. I could be sunshine and calm winds, and I like the under because I don't think FIU's offense is as good as what we just saw against that pathetic North Texas defense. And I question Connecticut's ability to move the ball after watching that game. Uh, what you think of that one? Uh, it's moved well, three points. It hasn't moved ten points like the. The Florida State game, but it's it's moved three points. What would you think of that one? Yeah, no, that I I listen. I, I like the uh, the the side there, as you said. Just even on the surface alone, take out weather. Uh, this is like FIU can't pass. So like this is a game yeah. where Connecticut. What what have we thought about Connecticut's D line? Is they should be able to to stop. Uh, you know, a should team. they didn't stop Georgia State? Well, <laughs> hopefully, I would say FIU hopefully a little less potent than uh, than Georgia State. They are. And, you know, you should be able to game plan for for a team that like literally cannot throw the ball. Um, and on the flip side of things, 
Connecticut's offense so far, yikes. Uh, yeah. I know our, our boy uh, Fagano from Maine has come over, and they were thinking that could be a little bit of a solution. Does not look like that was the uh, the solution to their offensive woes here. Um, and I don't, I'll be, I don't see a lot of potential in their offense. Like I, j- just from the players they have on the field, and that it seems like a team that is gonna have to, you know, like if they can't line up and run the ball, they're really gonna struggle. Um, and so far, and you've seen in the first couple of games that they, they just haven't been moved move the ball at all. So. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you there. And at, at the number you got and the number you gave, uh, that one is definitely going to be good in terms of where it's going to close. Thank you for that. I needed that one. Uh, eat that in the uh, in the chat. Syracuse, Purdue, any thought? Open Purdue, two and a half. And I'll flip to Syracuse, two and a half. I love Syracuse, one of my favorite bets of the week. I love the total, too. I love this game. I want to get your thoughts on it. Maybe we can get a bet out of this one. Uh, what's your? I'll give you quickly my thoughts. I'm I'm still not buying Purdue yet. Uh, they lost to Fresno at home. Fresno almost lost to Eastern Washington. So I, I, and then last week's data point, kudos. They they went and beat Virginia Tech on the road, but that was a six-hour delay. They're up big. They're tied. And somehow Virginia Tech doesn't score in the second half. I don't know what to make of that one as far as the data point. It's kind of garbage. The market hates Virginia Tech, the team they just beat, because we talked about the Rutgers spread already. I, I don't like Purdue here, and I'll tell you, I know Syracuse played a couple tomato cans nobody's but they played a half of football both games they, they are not scoring in the second half like well, if they play 60 minutes what is this offense capable of scoring i mean they have not scored a fourth quarter point uh all year even though you know they put up these ridiculous offensive numbers uh i, I like both their coordinator hires so far i i like syracuse i know it's on the road big 10 night game but i think they're the superior team what say you no, I'm with you. Uh, listen, like the Q side. I don't like the over. Obviously, the over's gotten bet up pretty good here. Um, but Are you still honest, betting the over? I would still. I'd, I'd still lean that way. It's not as yeah. you know, much as I, I loved it when it was you know first coming up. But, I, I mean, I'd still lean, uh, you know, Q's and the over. I think under three is probably the right side there. You know, Purdue, as you said, I like, again, like what they're doing, like Ryan Walters. Um but they definitely seem to have some deficiencies. And, and Cuse, I mean, as you said, like, they've just put it on them and then been able to, you know, take off the, you know, the second halves on these teams. So, yeah, they might be, uh, that, listen, they get a little bit more, uh, you know, real deal than I especially thought, you know, coming into the season. So I, I got to give, uh, and this will be a good litmus test to, to prove that. I'll own it, guys. I'll, I'll lay the two and a half. Put it down for a bet for me. That'll be me. Uh, so if it loses, yell at me, not at Kanish or, or Zach. Uh, I'll, lay the, I'll lay the two and a half. I just – I get they're up 45-7 against Western Michigan uh, at halftime. I know Western Michigan sucks, but, I mean, I don't. you don't see teams do that unless they're, they're pretty freaking good uh, at this point in the season. So I love their new up-tempo. They're playing how Babers wanted to play uh, yep. there when, when he took the job. And then you got Rocky Long. I know he's 85 years old, but uh, the guy has forgotten more about defense – then, then half the coordinators in college football know about defense. So I like that combo right now. Uh, let's get to a few more here uh, before we sign off. Old Dominion plus 14. I think that's late to the party. Seven, uh, you know, I still think directionally that's the right side. I'm a part of it. Uh, I just, I would wait, shop, see if you can get a 14 and a half. But I, th- this is an Old Dominion team that's much better than I anticipated. There's, you know, your, your friends at sport trade there. Uh, or no. Yeah, fan. No, I'm reading the wrong. FanDuel. Uh, minus one fifteen. Yeah, I, that's a bet as far as I'm concerned. Or did you bet Old Dominion in this one? 
I did not uh, take part in this one uh, so far yet. I, I agree. I've been a little, you know what? I was under, I bet some Vandy last week was underwhelmed with Wake Forest. And, and maybe that, maybe it's just a Vandy issue. Uh, Cause they, there was another one that, uh, I mean, they did, they did Wake Forest did bleed some yards there, but I agree with all, you know, I thought 14 was, was okay. Wasn't jumping out to me either way. Um, but you know what? It's it's one of the FanDuel traders in there. Yeah, people FanDuel once they yeah get a few pings on there, they they start uh, they they've got it pretty pretty built in there. Oh my uh, god, jeez, ridiculous. Yeah, no, they, yeah they. Uh, I heard they, some horror stories on the earlier show. Uh, what they were pulling on the total. They're watching. I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got they. Hi, FanDuel, whoever. Yeah, yeah, they the got definitely got a cute up somewhere. In the- Make sure you're hitting that like and subscribe button. <laughs> but no, I um, I, I thought 14 was fine. I wasn't uh, you know, winning to get in on it either way at 14. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Wake Wake Vanderbilt, kind of a misleading final. There was uh, what a defensive score there. Both did probably should have went over. I know front of the program tailgate tent went over. We bet like under at a much different number early in the week. I felt fortunate uh, when that one was all said and done. David Shaw in the chat. Any love for the boys in Logan, Utah? 78 spot on the board. How about that one? I'm sure most people weren't watching them play Idaho State, but 78-28. And a lot of it was in the first half. What they have 50 some points in the first half. The best, I'm not there as far as uh uh, did you bet him against Air Force? No, I, I and again, I, I, I'll give him. I didn't think, I didn't think they could score seventy-eight points with that offense against a high school team. So I'll give, I'll give him credit yeah. for for dropping. I know Idaho State isn't exactly uh, your bet, but I haven't gotten uh, gotten involved. Now you made a good call last week on, on Sam Houston there, uh, getting their versus you know their defense stepping up and getting on Air Force. I haven't. I have a guy. I, I love, listen. They'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, and I they got they got the cover for us. Uh, you know the the week one against Iowa. I'm just I'm not there with this team this yeah. year, particularly in kind of how uh, I, I think their defense is okay. I think their offense is still is still really gross. Um, and I don't know translation wise how the, how that's going to look against uh, an Air Force team who I again got shut down a little bit against a very good Sam Houston State defense. I don't know if I, I feel as good about Utah State doing that. So I'm going to say something. I wouldn't. I will say this. I wouldn't say this if I wasn't late to the show, but I feel like I owe the people some actionable advice. You want to be betting Idaho State overs. I know it's low limit books. I know you got to beat guys like myself uh, to bet those, but there's something fundamentally flawed with that football team. When you can, when uh, when you're playing San Diego State and it's a dead nut over game, watching that game. And then you're playing Utah State, which I would consider maybe more of an under team this year. And it's a just a, I mean, you're cashing an over ticket on the total uh, midway through the second quarter. Something's fundamentally with that team right now where you, you want to be betting overs, at least for the time being, on those games. I would expect their total this week. I haven't even looked and seen who they're playing. That's going to move 10, 14 points on the line. I'm just telling you, that's what's going to happen. Uh, so there you go. Actionable advice. Uh, Wyatt in the chat, Georgia Southern plus 19 half. We already discussed that. I bet Wisconsin early, not at the current number. Uh, Kanish uh, likes the Georgia Southern side. Tune in to the Friday show. If it gets to 2021, uh, that might be part of the, the portfolio here. Uh, how about, oh, wow. Can't believe it's taken an hour to talk this. I wore this just for you, Kanish. Uh, how about <laughs> plus 40 and a half, Bowling Green? Uh, I don't think Michigan <laughs> cares about covering these spreads. I wish they would uh, last week. What the? 
hell, man. I laid 34. I'm the only guy in the world that has a 34 ticket. They let you, they shut down UNLV all game. And it's just a classic. UNLV goes all the way down the field, gets that backdoor. Not for anybody else. Nobody else cares. I'm probably the only one that cares about the point spread in that game. But yeah, they, they backdoored my ass. What's going on with these Wolverines? They can't get margin. The pay, they're, they're, I mean, uh, I saw someone. I, I, I wish I'd give them credit because I, I remember the tweet today calling them like a, a five-star service academies where like the they're they're just running at such an incredibly slow pace that it's hard to cover. There's not enough possessions to cover these, you know, 35, 38. With that said, the defense is bad. like unbelievably. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think, I mean, they basically UNLV had to score against the third stringers. ECU had to do a, a field goal at the buzzer. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, their defensive line is so dominant in these games versus the lower opponents. It's like, can Bowling Green score at all with, against against anybody versus the you know unless they put in the Water Boys? Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I'd need a forty two on BG. I I understand yeah. it seems up there, and it, you're, one of these games they're going to start ripping it. They've been you know they've missed some opportunities on offense the first couple. I, McCarthy has been the stone cold nuts of like. He looks locked in so far, um, and a guy. If, if I was making a Heisman bet this week, a guy that at uh, you know twenty to one, eighteen to one out there would be the would be the ticket I'm playing. This week you're telling this this story every week. Just this, keep this, 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 yeah, for two years I've been that. But I tell you what, Michigan. They're all of a sudden like they're not going to lose a game. They're, they don't even have a losable game really until that that Penn State game, uh, which might be for the Big Ten championship at Happy Valley. So. I tell you what, it's going to be a, uh, you know, and they look, they do. The passing splits are different. They do. They are passing the ball more this year. So, yeah, I don't, I'm not getting in front of the uh, the train just yet on, uh, on Michigan. I know they've had a couple of, you know, non-covers so far, but I, I would need a little bit more on BG to, to want to get involved there. Yeah, quickly, because I do follow both programs uh, regularly. Uh, I think the do factor Kind of smells like Michigan's due to have a 50-plus point performance, so I kind of like the over a little bit. And I can tell you what BG will do that East Carolina UNLV didn't. BG will score, possibly for Michigan, throwing interceptions. <laughs> they are prone to turnovers, setting up Michigan for short fields. Don't believe me? Pop in the Liberty tape. It was ridiculous. I mean, I can't believe you know they covered some early point spreads with five picks in that game. So I, I think this is the game where Michigan might get right offensively. So, yeah, I – I'm Mr. Falcone, and I'm not betting plus 40 and a half. That says all you need to say there. A few more games here. Uh, North Carolina minus seven. Early money on the Tar Heels. I laid a I, – did I bet that one with you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, I think. Uh, we're part of it, but I'm not laying seven. Numbers matter. Would you bet it now? No, no. Yeah, I agree. That was the – you know, under seven, I think you're good. Not now at seven. Minnesota's offense just, uh, you know, it's – I mean, even like – Steam through there. Uh, most I, oh, I didn't even see the updated board. Mostly seven and a half. But no, and I, listen, I'm not even a UNC guy, but it, it's it's a Minnesota team that I, I just don't have faith in the offense when they can't they can't run can't the ball. Pace. Um, and, and, and yeah, I agree. I think I just don't. The passing offense is going to be really. T- and listen, I, I've trolled Gene Chizik probably more than uh, anybody. <laughs> The defense has been it's it, it looks improved from last year. I know they lost a ton of guys off last year's roster and everything, but hey, it's it's definitely uh it's definitely better and and I don't know if Minnesota can take advantage. So yeah, no, nah, but uh, I would I, I'm not I'm just not looking the back the Gophers here. Steve W in the chat, LSU minus ten. I'm part of the early LSU steam. Would you like ten? I think Mississippi State's a fraud. 
I, a total fraud. I mean, they, they were plus four in turnovers and still had to win a game in overtime against Arizona. I, I think LSU crushes them. I know it's an early start time, this and that. Other people I respect kind of lean Mississippi State. I don't. I, 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 and again, I go back to the LSU Florida State game. That was, a, I mean, did, did you all watch the, the game? I mean, that wasn't 45 24, a three touchdown game for the first 40 minutes of that game. That Lacey kid drops a pass. I mean, they're going to go up late in the third quarter in that game. He drops a wide open pass. I, I think LSU is a little underrated in the markets. They just covered what a 55 point spread last week. Uh, I think if they put them, Brian Kelly needs some impressive wins to keep the locals down a little bit. I think if he, he can put a hammer on Mississippi State, I think he will. What, what say you there? Yeah, um, you know, like, like obviously we got involved before it was at ten, but even even at ten, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not a Mississippi State. I mean, they should have lost to Arizona. Arizona had four turnovers and uh, you know, like did had going into you know trying to score in OT. So um, yeah, like I'm I'm not in on Mississippi State at all. So yeah, it would be I, there. There's some games where you're looking to you know like target a number like Georgia Southern like buys up. You look at I'm not looking to play Mississippi State. I mean, it, it would need to be a number that's never going to exist for me to want to get involved here. Because, um, yeah, I don't I don't want nothing to, to, to do with them in this game, in this spot, versus a team that has significant talent margins all over. Uh, we still so. lay 10. I'm, I'm okay with laying 10. Or no? You tell me. Oh, it's, 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 all right that's enough yeah when you pause you pause you pause that's fine <laughs> you don't find me speechless too often it was a little bit of a gut punch today. tough when you get in early like 10 out there let me give you another sec one yeah i like georgia tech old miss now we were on old miss last week uh yeah. might have gotten some of the the you know the pratt info from, from good places from good sources yeah i i bet the 20 and a half i don't well i'm not and like I th- I'm, maybe I'm higher on the market than, than Georgia Tech, but, uh, you know, I back them, you know, week one versus Bill. Uh, yeah, yeah, again, they played, a, you know, a bottom feeder FCS team last week, took care of business. Um, I'm, I can't believe this is still sitting 20 and a half, to be honest with you here. Uh, this I was waiting for it to hit 21. I, I agree with you. This is a bet. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I agree. I, I kind of like you, you love a 21, but even at 20 and a half, 20, Oh man, I would be surprised if this didn't. Ste- I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it hadn't steamed down already. Um, but that's one that I like Georgia Tech here. I thought the the final score is not indicative of the game. I mean, Tulane was live in that game with a backup QB yeah. up until about three minutes to go. Um, and it's a Georgia Tech team that that I think is is improved this year. Um, so to give me three touchdowns against the uh, also Lane Lane is one of those like. Uh, Sarkish team where like I, I don't trust him to to run it up against uh you know a decent opponent in kind of a spot after that so I, I listen I like the number here I like the spot for Georgia Tech um I like getting you know Mississippi State off that competitive two lane game so yeah at, at 20 and a half um that's a buy for me I liked it uh would you what do what say you I agree I was just waiting for 21 to, I'm always I have prisoner in the moment. Sometimes I miss out. I wait for the absolute best of number, and then I miss a, a secondary number. I was just anxious to see if it was going to touch twenty-one, but I, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure it's ever going to get there. It ain't going to get there now with FanDuel watching and moving uh, <laughs> our stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm not a big spot guy anymore that I've aged. Uh, but you could say Alabama's on deck a little bit, fighting, claw, scratching the Tulane game last week. Uh, meanwhile, Georgia Tech was playing a tomato can. I like that Georgia Tech's like, – this is in the weeds. I like their offense corner. 
that that, yep. that uh, I, I I like their game plan. I, I think he's uh, an up and comer. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is one. And I don't I don't trust even if Ole Miss gets out the big lead. I don't trust their defense. I mean, I was I scared shitless uh, with like ticket like. We're talking. I had three and a half, four in pocket with Ole Miss last week, and I'm still scared. Like you wouldn't believe uh, in that game that their defense is going to give up a score. So I'm with you. Love it. Best bet. You got any uh, anything else? You want? Uh, we, you want to go? Let's go. This is. It's only this. This is the show for it. We go way in the weeds here. Uh, the the Minutemen. We now we've been fading them. The UMass for a little bit yeah. here, but I tell you what. They're, they're the I can't say they call him Puma. He, he was out last week. They bring in UMass. They bring in Carlos Davis as backup quarterback. He looked good. They put up a bunch of points on Miami Ohio. They almost brought him back. I was worried. You know, we had a you know we laid some like five six. I, I was worried yeah. that they were going to come back here. Oh, I did too. I was I was getting pissed. Eastern Michigan, I think is bad, and I, like I, that'll give me credit because on this show I've talked about how they used to be an absolute doormat. And they revamped the program. They kind of look back to the old Eastern Michigan. I don't think they should be laying 10 uh, here versus a UMass team that, again, I know they've they've had a really tough schedule to start the year. Um, I, I, I bet some UMass 10. Uh, I think I think they're a better passing offense with Davis at the controls. Um, and listen, Don Brown, uh, don't get me wrong. They've given up some points here to a few games in a row, but – uh, I, I don't think the Delta here. I was say, man, you you move the market. Is it still ten? Are we still buying? Yeah, I was gonna say there. Uh, am I am I cherry picking the ten at circa there? I am. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's only a spattering of tens remaining. I don't want to give it out since it's not widely. But if you have access to the ten, I bet some ten. I liked it there. There's still some tens out there. Um, I, honestly, I think that this is more around a touchdown uh, for me. So especially with like. We got the okay today. Was a little worried that Davis, he came out of the game. Don Brown said it's precautionary. Looks like he's going to go. Um, and so as long as – because their their third stringer is like like worst of all time bad. So – but I, I like it. So I think they're I think they're live in this game, I'll be honest with you. And again, you what? Ypsilanti, Jordan, I'll tell you what. Worst case scenario, UMass is down at half. Joey K drives up and starts harassing. There'll only, there'll only be about 30 people there. I'll start, you know, yelling obscenities at the uh, the Eastern Michigan <laughs> coaching staff to, to get us back in. So I didn't mind it. it. It's not one of my favorite stadiums, but it's certainly uh, interesting. The gray, the gray turf? Uh, Zach in the chat, guess what happened in the Georgia State line? Uh I didn't. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Georgia State line. We didn't bet that one, did we? Against Charlotte, seven and a half. It was seven and a half. Uh, I don't no. know. I'm not. I, I, my internet sucks so bad. I don't want to get on anyone's bad side. I I pull off all the screens, so I'm not. You know, uh, I don't have Dom best up <laughs> or anything. I just have Kanish's ugly mug and my ugly mug up right now. So I'm not looking at anything. One um, more. Well, I, I got one. Look, one. So one of my guys. His favorite play of the week, his biggest fill was uh, Oregon State laid it against San Diego State. Um, I, and then I wasn't again. We you know bet out bet some left, but he was he was very bullish on it all all the way. Um, Oregon and, State, yeah. And again, San Diego State. Now you you mentioned it for and uh, the Idaho State piece of like Idaho State was was kind of like competitive in that game versus versus San Diego State. I mean, San Diego State might be. I mean, they got smoked by UCLA. They were in a hang-around game versus Idaho State, who we think is absolutely terrible. Oregon State, on the flip side, I'm, I'm telling you, I think Oregon State is, like, live in the Pac-12. And I know that yeah. they're not – they're kind of under the radar in terms of, like, the elites of the Pac-12, but 
they look really good so far, uh, and uh, offense and defense. So, um, yeah, he he was wanting every 22, 22 and a half, 23 that was out he there. Laid, somebody beat me at circus. Somebody laid twenty one. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, even get yeah, to it. We got beat to that as well. But um, yeah. this was one that uh, I think will, if anything, like keep keep going, keep going up. It's tough with laying this with a low total, but my numbers are 27. I bet yeah, 22. Right. Yep. Uh, I like Oregon State. I think they I think they smashed San Diego State, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm okay laying the 24 even. What say yep. you? No, I'm, I'm with you there. That, All right, there's uh, a that, would, that would kind of be the last buy price. If, if yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Get the but, 24. FanDuel, since they're watching, go ahead and lay the 120 against them uh, MFers right now, uh, the 23 and a half uh, there. But, yeah. I like it quite a bit. Uh, I know it's in the weeds. Oregon State just smashed a top 10 FCS team. I mean, just humiliated them. And I don't think people realize power ratings wise, top 10 FCS teams are like, I don't know, like an 85th or 90th rated team in the FBS. So beating somebody by 50 points is rising my, raising my eyebrows. I also liked what they did against San Jose State. So and I think San Jose State's much better than San Diego State so far this year. So there we go. Laying a no, number there. Like, it's, it's kind of a, you usually have one to like a team that early on looks worse than expected versus a team that much better than expected. And I don't know if we're totally caught up yet um, in that, where I think there's still, still some value in this line that uh, San Diego state looks really bad. And Oregon, I mean, I think, I think Oregon state can, like, I'm not, they don't, they don't get the, the pub of the USC and stuff like that, but they look really, they look like a really solid football team so far uh, on both sides of the ball. So yeah, this um, I think that I think that's a good one there. Anything else catching your eye before we sign off here? Uh, I'll get to a few things in the chat. Mickey Hill, Chizik in a fight versus Kanish. Yeah, I would take that too. Even though Chizik's getting up there, he looks you know. Yeah, hey, li- li- I mean, listen, he might still be a little bit a uh, little bit too good a shape for me to for me to take that on as of yet. But hey, listen, uh, derivative market. Hating. Everyone's got a price, baby. Listen, you get yeah, Jake, Jake Paul's fighting these, you know, some guys yeah. for they're getting ten million dollars. So you want to put me in the ring versus Chiswick for you know seven figures? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. North Carolina. Speaking of that, uh, North Carolina Minnesota first half under twenty four and a half. I I'm not on that one. Are are you on that one? Uh, no, I. I don't honestly, I don't get into the, the the first half stuff until later in the week. Uh, yeah, I, me too. Uh, yeah, it's a little too early for me to, to dig into that at the moment. Yeah, a lot of times it requires me to deep dive a little bit how game flow, how I expect the game flow. So, yeah, I'm not there yet. And wow, what a great first half play I had last week taking Southern Miss against Florida State. And speaking of that, because it was a spot play, uh, the spot of all spots take Wyoming plus 28 and a half off uh, t- Texas off a huge win. I I'm not. Are you there? I'm not. We talk, it's like we talked we talked about this before the week one with Wyoming versus Texas Tech, and I can't get it out of my. And even though they like, even though they won the game, there was a point there, like in the first quarter, where I'm like, this is this is classic Wyoming versus pot. Like they just and I, I maybe maybe it's better this year and their defense. And I know they've had an impressive start to the year. I just think they get waxed versus most of these teams. They go up against in class here where um, I don't think a lot of the stuff that, and Peasley's been better. Their passing offense has been better than yep. the year. I just think they're like the talent differential here, especially when some of these Mountain West teams, you know, go up against the big boys. Like I, I, and I don't let down spot all that yada, yada. Um, 
not for me. (laughs) I don't want any piece of this one. To be honest with you, like under 28, I'd probably lay Texas. Like uh, I just, I I, I know the spot and all that. And Sark is not like, if this was Nick Saban, I wouldn't care about all. Sark, you could be like, okay, you want to talk me into them having a little bit of a letdown. But I just don't think Wyoming's there, uh, you know, a team that I I, like want to get involved with on that. Yeah, that was one missed opportunity in the FCS market last week against Portland State. They were laying a big number. Not even close no. against the Portland State team. I know that the 81 was in my head on Portland State, giving that up to Oregon the week before, but <laughs> Wyoming's offense isn't there. Uh, yeah, you texted me. I said, I think it's a little short. I think we got, what, 26 and a half. I, I, thought, I thought the spread should be at least four touchdowns. So I, I got to bet on Texas in, in that game. Uh, yeah. I just don't know if they – Texas could be sleepy. Uh, and then Wyoming's not doing anything offensively. How does Wyoming move up and down the field against that Texas defensive know. front? I don't see it. Texas could be sleepy. And, I mean, boom, bang. Have you seen their weapons? Yeah, You don't have to be locked in. I mean, just – yeah, I, I think that's got 42-7 written all over it, and it could be 14-7 at halftime. Uh, recap, uh, Brian, and we'll close out with this. Brian, can we recap the best bets before the end of the show? Yeah, we have Oregon State minus 24, Syracuse minus 2.5, we have Georgia Tech plus 20 and a half. Am I, I, I feel like I'm missing one. Am I missing one? Uh, under was the play earlier this week. Oh, Florida. That, that was the one. Florida plus yep. seven and a half uh, there. And then obviously what counts in the records is the release. Make sure you're watching that every Monday morning. We took under in the FIU Connecticut game. We will have a lot more best bets, probably four or five more on the Friday show. Any closing thoughts, Kanish? Um... You know what? Hey, no, I think we'll have some more. Hey, do we got to take? I don't want to. I don't want to go the show with without it here. A, a, a Michigan State Washington take here with the uh, <laughs> with the new. We're gonna the interim coach and uh, Mark yeah. Antonio back on the sideline. I kind of I skipped it for a reason. I think I might go contrarian here. Oh, um, yeah. The old uh, the the bug the uh, yeah. no. I, listen, listen, actually, uh, statistically, Michigan State's been. Their metrics are pretty good. I know they haven't played anybody, but uh, I like Mark D'Antonio. I like I like the pro. I like the program with a chip on their shoulder. That is the program that has this like mental thing about being little brother that they might play up to. I the number's too high. I mean, but I will say this: if you're a longtime watcher of the show, I think the first bet we gave out, yeah, as far as sides and totals this entire football season, back in what March. I think we laid seven with Washington, didn't we? we yeah, no, there was some. Yeah, we be, but I don't know what the exact, but the over the summer numbers on that game were uh, way, way too low. Uh, so uh, that'll, that'll I'll teach you to let me, you know, even even when it's uh, July, you should be tuning in to HDB, baby. Yeah, we'll we'll try to get you some CLV. Uh, we will talk more about that one in depth because I want I'm anxious to see where the market goes with this one if the negativity continues to. To, to, to go i mean obviously right now it's washington or nothing for most people i understand that but if it continues to tick up for me i think i'll, I'll end up talking myself in the michigan state ticket if you want to hear a bit more about that game if you want more best bets make sure you're tuning in the friday show but also make sure that you're subscribed to the hit the books youtube channel so you get notified in real time whenever a new episode drops or we go live if you do enjoy our content please smash the like button if you're listening in audio form please rate and review five stars for the man, the myth, the legend himself, Joey Kanish. For Zach Phillips, our producer, I'm Brad Powers. You just watched Hit the Books.